And if you have your Bible with you, as we dive in, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. And uh, throughout this year, we've been studying Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And uh, of all the things that Jesus said, uh, these are the most famous, they're the most memorized, these are the most loved words of Jesus. And, and you can see why. Because Jesus has been talking about our life. He's talked about our attitudes, our relationships. He's looked at how we live out our faith. He talked about our worries, finances, treasures in our heart. He's talked about the power of love and the difference that every one of us can make in this world. And so in every area of life, Jesus is showing us what it looks like to follow him. And what the Gettysburg Address was to Abraham Lincoln, what I have a dream was to Martin Luther, that's what the Sermon on the Mount is to Jesus. It's the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest man who ever lived. And to be a Christian is to live out the Sermon on the Mount. And so, guys, we've been in this this series now. since the start of the year. And summer is almost here, and we just have a few weeks left of this series. And over the next four weeks, we're going to begin to look at Jesus's exciting conclusion. Now, if you've ever taken a speech class, you know that there are three parts to a speech. There is the introduction, there's the body, and there is the conclusion. And Jesus has now wrapped up the body of his message. And it's no surprise that he did that with Um, Something as powerful as the golden rule. We looked at the golden rule last week. Um, But beginning this week and over the next four weeks, Jesus is going to bring this message to a close. Um, And now is the time to make a decision. Now is the time to respond. Jesus is done explaining. He showed us what it looks like to follow him. And now's the time to make a choice. Now's the time to make a decision. And over the next few weeks, Jesus is going to describe the choice before us. He's going to say, there are two roads. There are two trees. There are two houses built on two different foundations. We have a a choice to make. And one of those choices is Jesus. Are you going to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? And that's what we're going to be looking at. That is the big finish Of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. Well, today we're going to start with the first one I mentioned. Jesus talks about two roads. He describes two roads. And on one road you follow Jesus, and on the other road you don't. Guys, this is one of the biggest decisions you can make in your life. And, uh, you know, in my life, I have learned that it's pretty important to know what road you're on because roads can lead to very different destinations. I was in college and uh, my best friend and I were packing up a car. We kissed our moms goodbye. We grabbed our Frisbee golf discs and we began the 17-hour drive from our home in Loveland, Colorado down to uh, uh, Galveston, Texas and the Gulf of Mexico. Yes, we were getting ready for the ultimate Frisbee golf road trip. I'm talking seven days, 2,000 miles, three states, 10 of the very best 
Frisbee golf courses. And we had a great plan. It was a simple plan. We decided we were going to leave at 8.30 at night. We're going to drive through the night and go down to Denver. We're going to head east uh, right through Kansas driving that through the night. Guys, there's not much to see in Kansas anyway, if you know what I'm talking about. And sometime in the morning, we were going to roll into Wichita, where we were going to play our very first round of Frisbee golf. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in the car with a friend, or or you're just talking and laughing and having fun, listening to music, and you've missed a turn. Well, that's what happened to us. And, uh, And uh, we actually didn't realize that for about a couple of hours. Um, We were just about to cross uh, the state line. We're just about ready to leave Colorado. And uh, we're looking at that sign. It's going to say, Welcome to Kansas. And when we looked at it, it said, Welcome to Nebraska. Yes, we were in the wrong state. How were we in the wrong state? State. Well, first of all, in our defense, there's really not much difference between Kansas and Nebraska. But guys, how do you end up on, on a road trip in the wrong state? And it's because we made a wrong turn. Way back in Denver, there was, there's a road that leads to Kansas. And there's a road that leads to Nebraska. And we missed our road to Kansas. We ended up on a road to Nebraska, and we ended up in the wrong destination. And here we are in week 20 of our Kingdom Living series. And Jesus is saying, what road are you on? Because you don't want to end up on the wrong road to the wrong destination. Just listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 7, verses 13 through 14. Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road. Everybody say road. (laughs) Good job. Uh, Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many enter through it. Small is the gate and narrow is the road. Here you say road. Love it. Playing along at home. Narrow is the road that leads to life. And only few find it. So Jesus here shows us two roads. There's a road that leads to destruction. It's a broad road. Many are on it. There's a road that leads to life. And Jesus says, few find it. Friends, what Jesus is saying here today is that there is only one road that leads to life. And I know that's, that's not a popular thing to say. I know we don't like to hear that. In our culture, we like to say broad is, road, is the road that leads to life. Many paths lead to God. Many paths lead to life. You know, find your path, find your truth, and let's affirm all those paths. But Jesus is saying here, no, no, no. No. There are just two roads. And narrow is the road that leads to life. Broad is is the road that leads to destruction. And many today are on that road. That's hard. That's that's tough to hear. Is that true? And what what if the road that you're on today doesn't lead to life? 
And what if there is a road to life? Wouldn't you give everything to be on that road? What road are you on today? Guys, every one of us is on a road and the road matters. See, we have a choice to make. And I want to talk about that choice today. So let's open up our time together with a word of prayer. God, thanks for this morning. And uh, as we look at a hard topic and a challenging topic, as we carefully think through our life and the choices we're making, Father, I ask that you would reveal yourself to us in a powerful way. And I pray that we, you would open our hearts to understand the life that we're being offered in Jesus Christ. We thank you today for each person that's here. It's no accident we're hearing this message today. So for us, for our family members, for our loved ones, speak to us, Jesus, through your word. And we ask that in Jesus' name. All right, let's look at these two roads. Jesus says there's two roads. And he says that many are on a road that leads to destruction. What's Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that there are people who right now, today, are on a road leading to destruction. And guys, it's not just a few people either. Jesus says it's a broad road. In other words, many people today are cruising on a road thinking everything is okay, but it's not. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Uh, listen to Jesus. Matthew seven thirteen. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. As I know how controversial that is. You say, who says? Who says the road is broad to, leads to destruction? Guys, Jesus says that. Jesus says. But what I love and, and what we can affirm is the freedom of every person to make that choice. Guys, God has given us that freedom. He has given us the freedom and the opportunity to choose our path, to make our choice. And what I love here in the United States is that we have religious freedom, right? Our freedom to make that choice is protected and we can believe what we choose to believe. I love that. I affirm that. I believe that. That is such a good thing. So we do have the freedom to make a choice. But let's think about those choices. Let's talk about those choices. Before we say, broad is the road that leads to life. Find your way. Find your truth. Let's just think about that. Let's think about Choices we're making about God. Guys, because listen to me, every one of us is on a path. Even if you don't know it, you are on a path today. And that path is going to lead you somewhere. So let's talk about some of the paths that people take. And I just want to start with this one. I want to start with the path of, of just, I'm not religious. Um, no, maybe, maybe it's those who say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Let's talk about maybe those who haven't chosen a path. Um, I'm talking today about those who have been classified as the nuns. Not the nuns like a Catholic nun, but the nuns like N-O-N-E. Um, it's those who, on a survey, when, it's, when it says, um, you know, what, what's your religious affiliation? They check the box that says, none, I have no religious affiliation. According to the Pew Research Center, um, that's one-fifth of Americans. 
One-fifth of Americans don't have any religious affiliation. And when you look at uh, younger generations, that number goes up. When Pew surveyed uh, the younger generation, they found that a third of young adults have no religious affiliation. And um, I'm seeing demographic studies right now of our own community and our neighborhood. And, and it's showing the two biggest affiliations in, in our, our little community here. Can you guess them? Number one, religious affiliation. Got a guess? It's Catholics at 37%. And get this, nuns at 36%. So maybe you're watching online today and you are not religious. You don't have any religious affiliation. Maybe you're here today and, and when I think about you know, someone who has no religious affiliation, I'm, I'm thinking about a neighbor thinking about a family member, thinking about a friend, thinking about people who've been made in the image of God. And, and it's been awesome, some of the conversations I've had with some of my friends that simply haven't made a religious choice or might say, I'm not religious. And some of those conversations have been positive. Some of them have been negative. Some of them honestly uh, have, have met Christians that don't look very much like Jesus. Some have been hurt by the church. Some have been burned out on religion. And um, maybe, that's, maybe that's you today. But I, wanna, I want you to think about that. See, to, to not choose a religion is actually to make a religious choice. Does that make sense? To not choose a religion is to make a religious choice. To not choose a path is to choose a path. And that path is going to lead you somewhere. Uh, there's a great scene in, in Alice in Wonderland. You probably remember it. Um, Alice is, is walking down a path and she comes to a fork in the road and, and an edge of a forest. And there's a huge tree. And on the tree are signs at some point. Up and left and right and up and down and diagonal. And there are paths going off in all different directions. And Alice goes, I wonder which way I should go. And hums in the Cheshire cat with a big smile and teeth. And Alice begins a conversation with the Cheshire cat. And Alice says, would you please tell me which way I ought to go? Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to, says the cat. Well, says, I don't care much where. Well, then it doesn't matter which way you go, the cat said. So long as I get somewhere, Alice says. Oh, you're sure to do that, the Cheshire cat said, if you only walk long enough. I think the cat's on to something. You don't have to know where you're going. You don't have to care where you're going. But listen, you are sure to get somewhere if you only walk long enough. And you may not know what path to take with God. You may not care to choose a path with God. But that is a path. And if you follow it long enough, it will take you somewhere. See, to choose no faith is itself an act of faith. You are placing a bet. Every one of us is placing a bet. Blaise Pascal was a French 
mathematician, scientist, and philosopher. Uh, his contributions to math and science are so important that, uh, that many things connected to those fields are named after him. But in the area of philosophy and religion, Pascal is most famous for Pascal's wager. And what Pascal realized is that when it comes to God, none of us can be 100% sure. None of us can be 100% sure about God, but every one of us has a bet to place. And today I am placing a bet and you are placing a bet. And it could be you're betting on religion. Maybe you're betting on Islam or Buddhism or meditation or Catholicism. Some of us today are betting on Jesus and some of us are rolling the dice on, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to pursue a relationship with God. And that is a bet. That is a wager. That is a road. And a moment of truth will come. We all die and you will have nothing because you never placed a bet. To choose no path is to choose a path and it will lead somewhere so long as you are on that road. Jesus says broad is the road that leads to destruction. What about religion? Maybe religion's a better bet. No, it's common To hear today, all religions are the same. Um, All paths lead to God. Whether it's the mountain, all paths get you to the top. The elephant. We're just all trying to feel our way through this. But it's at the end of the day, it's all the same. And the only problem I have with that is it's just not true. Because it is impossible for every religion to to be the same. It is impossible for them all to be right. You just got to study some of the different religions. And you think about something as foundational, just on the question of who is God? And you think about what each religion teaches. For example, Islam and Judaism insist there is only one God. A new age says everything's God. Hinduism has 330 million gods. Uh, Mormonism says a man became a god, and so can you. Buddha, much like atheists, kind of said there is no god. And of course, Christians say that there's one god who exists in three different persons. And, And you look at that list, just on the topic of god. And the one thing that we can say that's the same about all these religions is that all these religions can't all be right. Because if one of them's true, the others are false. It is a broad road that leads to destruction. And the best way that I can think of, and that I've heard, that can illustrate the the difference between Christianity and all the other religions. It's this simple illustration of do versus done. And basically, every religion except one can be spelled D-O. It basically boils down to do. Um, It's about trying to do 
enough, whether that's keeping all the commandments or, um, or, or suffering or meditating or praying five times a day or chanting the right words or a Tibetan prayer wheel or going through a number of reincarnations. This is all about what we need to do. Have you done enough? And that is what religion is all about. Religion says do, but Jesus says done. He died on a cross. He rose from the dead. He said it is finished and he meant it. So all I want to say today is that every one of us is placing a bet. We're all making a wager. And that wager is putting us on a path that is leading to somewhere. And Jesus just is speaking truth and love. And he says, listen, let me tell you, broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many are. It's hard to hear. Because there is a road that leads to life. Narrow is the road that leads to life. Few find it. But today, you can be one of the few. Jesus says there's a road that leads to life. Listen to what Jesus says. Matthew 7, verses 14. Jesus says, Small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. So there it is. There's a road. It's available. And what's been made available to the many is only picked up by the few. And today Jesus is saying, be one of the few. Be the 1%. You don't have any family members that are Christians. Jesus is saying, be the 1%. None of your friends believe. None of them are, are Christians. None of them follow Jesus. Jesus is saying, Be the one, be the few. See, it's been made available to the many, but it's only picked up by the few. See, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But if you want life, if you want the fullness of life, if you want everlasting life, if you want life that goes on forever, well, friends, that's rare. And that is a narrow road indeed. Just think about the founders Of all the other religions, Muhammad, dead, Buddha, dead, Gandhi, dead, Joseph Smith, dead, Elvis is dead. And for some of us, Steve Jobs is our Elvis. And he's dead too. But the grave of Jesus Christ is empty And he is alive. He lives. He's risen from the dead. The angel said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Our Savior lives. See, thinking that any road can give you life is like going to an airport and thinking that any gate, any plane will take you to Hawaii. Well, I'm just going to go to the airport and I'm going to find a gate and I'm going to get on a plane. Well, not every plane is going to take you to the same destination. Where do you want to go? And if you want life today, it's just like what's true in our everyday life. It's true in our spiritual life. Not every road is leading to the same destination. There is a road that leads to life. And if you want it, go to the gate. Get on the plane. Take off from the runway that's going to take you to the destination that you want to go. So if you are looking for life, 
Can I point the way to the gate? John 10, 9 and 10. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. I love that. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Jesus came to give you life. Not just a little bit of life. Fullness of life. If you want life, if you want fullness of life, let me show you the way. This is what Jesus said. John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Here's what's amazing. Finding life isn't about what you need to do. Finding life is about what Jesus has already done. You don't have to pay the price for your sins. Jesus paid it all. You don't have to find the right path to God because God came in Jesus and he found you. See, Jesus did it all. He did what we could never do. He lived the perfect life. He died on the cross for all the wrongs we've done. He rose from the dead and in him is life. Life. Fullness of life. And the message of the New Testament over and over again, you hear people saying, Jesus has risen from the dead and we have seen it. He's risen from the dead and we have seen it. And the reason that we believe Jesus is alive, the reason that we believe Jesus has risen from the dead is that the people who saw it talked about it and wrote about it and recorded it in, in history and even gave their lives to tell the world that Jesus is alive and in him is life. So today, guys, I'm placing my bet on Jesus. I'm placing my bet. I'm wagering on the one who's risen from the dead. And if you're looking for life, you're looking for fullness of life. If you're looking for lasting life, eternal life, then Jesus is it. He is it. And that means if you have Jesus, you have life. You don't have to wait. You don't have to earn it. Jesus didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us life. And that life begins the moment you say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Jesus, I trust you. I give my life to you. I want to follow you. And the simplest thing you can say today is, Jesus, I surrender my life to yours. And when you make that decision, the Bible says you have crossed from death to life. Whoever has the Son has life. So I want to end today with a poem. Maybe you took speech and you said a a great message has three points in a poem. Well, uh, here's my poem. It's, It's one of my favorites. It's called The Road Less Traveled by Robert Frost. Let's listen to how the poem begins and ends. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all.
the difference. Every one of us is on a road. Even if you don't know it, you are on a road. Every one of us is placing a bet. Today, I'm betting on the one who died and rose again. And I know a lot of you here today that you're doing the same. We're trusting Jesus. We're following him. We're taking the time to learn from Jesus. We're doing in the Sermon on the Mount. And you know what? It has made all the difference. Not just in my life, but in the lives. So many of us who are watching online today. If you haven't made that choice, if you haven't made that decision, there is no better day than today. There's no better moment than right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that in a world of so much confusion, in a world where there's so many paths, you came to us to show us the way. And in a world where life is short, you came to give us eternal life and fullness of life. So thank you for Jesus. Thank you that our life is in him today. Thank you that our Savior lives. And I just want to pray you would give us the strength to walk that path. God, give us the strength sometimes to be the one. Give us the strength to be the few. Give us the strength to go where the crowds do not go. For those who've never said yes to you, I pray today that they would say a resounding yes. So thank you, Jesus, for life. Thank you for hope. Thank you that because Jesus is alive, hope is alive, and we can put our trust in that today. In Jesus' name, amen.